Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. When you get to a certain age, you may think it's time, okay, I'm going to exercise, I can do aqua aerobics. And, you know, and just be done with it because aqua aerobics is low impact and, and it doesn't hurt all my joints. And not to bash aqua aerobics because I used to teach it and I do love it. It's a great form of exercise, but it's not the only one as you hit midlife that you can do that feels good and that is not impactful on your joints and that can help you with stress reduction and meditation and mobility and all of those things. Well, you know, if you think about it, I'm talking about yoga. My guest today are Dennis and Kathy Lang. They're certified yoga instructors and authors of Everything Matters, how a corporate overachieving couple found real truth and how you can too, and it's not what you think. So Langs, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Dennis, I'm going to start with you. What's going on with yoga now? What's different in your opinion than say 20 or 30 years ago? Well, I think today it's become very much more popular here in the United States. It's grown very, very rapidly in the last 20 years. It's become really an industry, and there are various styles and types. And among these styles and types available to people today are those which can fit really any lifestyle, whether you're wanting to be very, very strong and active, or whether you want to be more meditative and gentle, or you want to be more therapeutic and, you know, the focus of your practice. So these are exciting times in the world of yoga. So, Kathy, then tell us about some of the health benefits of yoga for midlife. People think of yoga, and they think of 20-somethings and their Lululemons, but for older, more mature people, they're experiencing it like never before, aren't they? That's right. And if you look at the ages for midlife, it's between 45 and 65 years old. So this is the time in most people's lives when their career is very demanding. They might have older kids or kids in college, and they're just coming up to the peak of their career. So they need to find a way to reduce the stress in their life. And so yoga obviously helps with your flexibility and helps you become more mindful, but there's lots of other things that would help a person in this age category in their day-to-day lives in the work environment, like better decision-making, improved focus, become better problem solvers, and just your overall health will improve with practicing yoga. Dennis, are more men involved now because we didn't used to think of it as, you know, a man type of exercise. Guys go to the weight room. They don't go in a class and and stretch. So what's going on with men in yoga now? Well, it's a very good point. And actually, um, it's really part of my mission in life to be an example to other men to be able to promote more men into yoga. But historically, when you go all the way back and look at, you know, the origins of yoga, it was primarily men. And then when it came more popular to the Western cultures, it became very much more, uh, I would say, more uh, actively uh, practiced by women. But we're finding that there's a growing interest in men as well, and we're seeing a growth across really all the different forms of yoga, whether it's gentle or yin yoga or more of a power yoga. Um, We're definitely seeing more men in the studios. I think that's true. And as someone who's been in the field for 30-something years, I definitely have noticed more men. And my son, who's a gymnast, is also taking yoga at college to try and help with his gymnastics and stretching. So, 
you know, he's happy and he absolutely is loving it. Let's talk about the different types of yoga because I think that's where so many people have confusion. So, Kathy, why don't you tell us about some of the different types because it seems like there's a bunch of them and some of them people are just like, what is that all about? What, how do they all differ? Yeah, there's so many different types. And I think the, the struggle with that is, I mean, it's two-sided because the struggle is people would go to a yoga class and experience something that really feels like not a fit for them and think that that is yoga across the board and they've tried it, they didn't like it, and they're done with it. But there's so many different styles from just meditative, just sitting and meditating or doing pranayama breathing techniques to a more gentle class where you're hardly moving, like a yin yoga type class, which is mostly for internal stress reduction and also improving range of motion. And then you get up the scale a little bit to vinyasa or hatha or flow classes where there's a little more movement, a little more strenuous, up to, say, an ashtanga or a Bikram-type yoga, which is very strenuous, sometimes in a heated room. So there's all kinds of levels. And there's a yoga for every body, we like to say. Not everybody, but every body, whether you're a couch potato or you're a fitness freak, everything in between is a yoga for you. I like a good nap. Yeah, like is there a yoga? Another... Yeah, you could add, I just, you know, she mentioned yoga where you don't really move much, and that sounds like my kind because I'm definitely a nap. (laughs) There's actually a form of yoga, a practice where you are lying down, and it's a guided meditation called yoga nidra, and that's a very, very powerful practice, and it's usually about a 10-minute to 15 or even 20-minute period of time where you're guided through this meditation. It's, It's absolutely beautiful. And then what I was going to also add to Kathy's comments is that what we do is when we're dealing with people who are new to yoga, we encourage them to go try different studios and go try different teachers and different styles because it's all about finding what really feels right for you, not to just try it once and say, that's it, you know. It's very important to try out a variety and then figure it out for yourself. One of the questions I've heard over the years is, what's the deal with hot yoga? Why is this a thing? What what about it makes it a unique style or a unique way? I mean, to me, and I've always worked with heart patients, so I would never let one of them go into a hot yoga class. But that's just me because, you know, it's just would be too risky for certain populations. But for the others that love it, like my sister, what is it? Tell us about it. <laughs> Well, in my opinion, I think there's people who feel like if they don't sweat, they're not getting a workout. Does that make sense? Like, totally. if I'm not really sweating and then I'm not working hard, I'm not getting any benefit until I'm completely drenched and worn out at the end of the practice or the class or the, the spin class or whatever it is you're doing. So I think people are drawn to the heat for that reason. They also feel like they detox more when they sweat. And there's a lot of other purification kind of um, benefits from a hot yoga class. So it's some people really love it and that's the only style they'll do. And then there's others that are like totally against it, which sounds like you're in that bucket. (laughs) I'm not totally against it. I'm definitely not for, for somebody who I don't feel is high risk for any type of exercise, really some of the exercises they might be high risk for. I just wouldn't think that hot yoga would be the place for them to go dizziness and things like that. You know, I don't want them sweating too hard. But I know I'm not against it at all. And I, I mean, I've never tried one. I'm, I don't know how I would do in it. I really don't. But I do know 
one of the best things that you hear from people when they love yoga is the stress reduction. And in midlife, I know myself, I am a very, you know, I mean, worried about everything, what's going on in the country and, and my kids at college and work and just everything. So how does yoga, and Dennis, why don't you take this one, how does it really help us with the stress? What is it physiologically doing to help us with stress relief? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question because what, what, what it really comes down to, we have found, is that it helps us become more present. When you think about all of the stuff going on in this very dy- dynamic lifestyle that we lead here in the West, particularly here in the United States, we generate so many thoughts and we have so many pressures placed upon us that we become outside of the present moment. So what yoga does in a very beautiful way is that it, through body awareness, it brings you back into the present moment. Our, our bodies are our most tangible asset to connect to the present moment. So when we're moving mindfully on a yoga mat, we automatically lose our connection to worry of the past, anxiety of the future. We come right into focusing on our breath, our balance, our movement, our holding of a shape. And through that practice, over a period of time, we're able to then manage our stress even off the mat the way that we learn to manage our stress on the mat. What a beautiful description. It's It really does put it into perspective as a way that you can help because we all do need to remove ourselves. And that's what mindfulness is really all about. Whether you're using mindfulness as a, as a nutrition tool, as an eating tool, as a stress reduction tool, there's so many uses for that form, Dennis, that I totally see where you're going. And, and that was really a great description. What about as a fitness modality, Kathy, does it help cardiovascular bone health? We hear, you know, from the experts that we're supposed to be doing bone density and weight bearing and a little, you know, hard something to get our heart rate up. How does yoga help as a fitness modality? Absolutely. It helps as a fitness modality. It was funny because when we first were introduced to yoga, we were both long distance runners. And so we were very concerned about not getting our heart rate up, not getting enough cardiovascular exercise. And so Dennis would wear a heart monitor into the yoga studio to make sure that he was within the right range. And it was really funny to notice that we get the same benefits from a yoga class as we would from running. And most people don't think you, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on the class, obviously, if it's a super gentle class, you wouldn't get your heart rate up like that. But if you take one of the more power classes or one of the more fast-moving classes, you will definitely have the same cardiovascular results as you would from anything else. And weight-bearing, too. I don't know if you're familiar with many of the poses or postures that we use in yoga, but a lot of it is very much weight-bearing, so it's good for the bone density as well. In my opinion, anything that we do that moves our body and the positions and, you know, as Dennis said, the shapes. And of course, it's going to help with bone density just for the simple fact that we're moving, we're getting our heart rate up, we're, we're using our body and practicing that mindfulness, concentrating on what we're doing instead of every other thing going on in our lives. Kathy, sticking with you for a minute, as all of my listeners know, I'm starting my wonderful change of life. And as I'm in perimenopause and all of these things are happening, my anxiety levels and heart rate, blood pressure, things are changing. Tell us specifically, because we're talking midlife here, how menopause 
can be helped. Some of these symptoms that women experience, I don't know how old you are, Kathy, but it's definitely your body does things you just really did not expect. So how can yoga help us with that? Well, I'm 60 years old, so I have been through all of that. Okay, (laughs) good. So you know. (laughs) I noticed. Yes. I mean, I found yoga at the age of 42, so I have been through all of that. And I noticed myself, if I take some time away from yoga, that I start to have more symptoms than when I'm doing my regular practice. So all of the things that Dennis had talked about, the mindfulness, the stress reduction, all of that definitely helps with the menopause symptoms. There's uh, some medical science even out for some of the things that yoga can do to improve memory loss, which happens over time. And I think sometimes in the menopause years, you have some mental issues as well as physical issues. So that can help. It's a great benefit for people, women, especially, I guess, going through that change. I'm glad you mentioned medical science, because one of the things I've heard over the years, and Dennis, I'm going to chuck this one to you, because... As an exercise physiologist, I have always been trained in mainstream medical and doing what I do for a living. So much of it is mainstream. But one thing I've noticed in the last probably 10 years is that chiropractors are doing physical therapy and physical therapists are doing chiropractic and manipulation. Orthopedic surgeons are doing acupuncture. You know, athletic trainers, we're all coming together in this fitness realm where so much of Eastern and Western medicine is crossing over. Do you see that that's happening with yoga, that it's really crossing over from this Eastern philosophy and way to think and be into the mainstream fitness realm? And if that's the case, then how do you find a good instructor? What are we looking for? Oh, this is, this is a, another part of the exciting period that we're all in now with respect to medicine. I think that you know, the Western medicine technology is, is truly amazing, and we're all thankful for it. But I think what's happened over the years is that there's been an acknowledgement of some of these ancient practices that date back thousands of years. I'll use acupuncture as one example, you know, where it's really about looking at how does your body shift energy or how does your body use energy? And everything is energy. So it's very important to realize that these alternative methods, whether it's um, myofascial massage, where you're manipulating the tissues of the body, or it's yin yoga, where you're working on connective tissue, or it's shiatsu massage, for example. Any of these other alternative modalities have been found to be very effective, and there have been scientific studies to validate how effective they are. So what's happening is there's becoming this nice blend between Eastern and Western Absolutely. medicine. Um, I think a good part of that comes also with the uh, work that Deepak Chopra has done and also John Kabat-Zinn, who's really um, been on the spearhead of the whole mindfulness movement since the mid-70s in the University of Massachusetts uh, Medical Center, where he did his early work. So I think that these are great times, and I think the way that Kathy and I manage our health is we integrate the Eastern views and the Eastern philosophies from a preventative and health maintenance and wellness point of view. And when we have to have something done, you know, in the case of, well, we haven't had this yet, but a catastrophic intervention, let's say, then Western technology is always there to get us through that. So how do people find an instructor? What is it that they're looking for? Well, I think one way to do it 
is there's an organization where if you're looking for a yoga instructor, for example, of different styles, there's an organization where you can go literally search for certified teachers of different styles of yoga, and that organization is called Yoga Alliance. And you can literally go to yogaalliance.org, and you can then search within your city or your state or wherever you are, and you can find yoga studios and yoga teachers who are certified at different levels. And that's one way you can do it. And also ask friends, network. (laughs) Sure. I mean, and that is a really good way because then you could talk to your friends and they say, oh, I went to this really great class, but it's crowded. You got to get there early. And, you know, word of mouth is certainly a great way. And before we wrap up, Kathy, what do you tell skeptics when people ask you about yoga? and the breathing, and what it does for you, and how would you describe it to somebody that you are explaining the whole practice of yoga to? Well, I can do that pretty easily, because I was a huge skeptic myself. (laughs) The first class we went into at the age of 42, we, like I mentioned, we were long-distance runners, and we thought, oh, this is just going to be a good stretching class, and it was way more than what I ever thought it would be. And there's so many health benefits to yoga that it's good for anyone at any level in their life, whether they're, they've been an exerciser all their life and they're just looking for something different. Maybe they can't do the 25 miles on the bike every day anymore and they just need something else to keep them fit through the years. Or if there's someone who's never exercised in their life and they just want to, they feel like the time is now before they get too old and can't move anymore and they want to just do something that you can actually practice for the rest of your life. So I would just encourage them to forget about any preconceived ideas about what it is because sometimes people think it's just this weird thing that you do and you have to be like a weirdo or a vegetarian or have a guru or any of those kind of crazy notions or it's about religion and it's not about any of that. It's just about getting on your mat and being present with your body and moving it so that you can continue to live in this wonderful body that you've been given in the most comfortable way possible. I'm glad you mentioned religion and that sort of thing, because people do have a misguided notion that there is some religious aspect to it. And you know what, as someone who followed the Grateful Dead around for a while, I I do feel not a hippie vibe to it, but that welcoming vibe, that that come and breathe with us and relax and feel your body and and take your mind off of everything else. And that's a part of it that I think is just incredibly awesome. Dennis, last word to you. How do we find out more about you guys and your yoga studio and what you do and your website and anything else you want to tell us? Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, we're very easy to find. Our website is a very novel name called Yoga with Dennis and Kathy dot com, and on <laughs> that great. website, we, <laughs> on that website, we keep our schedule and how to follow up with us and so forth. We do not own a studio uh, intentionally. We chose not to have a studio because we really want to spread yoga and take yoga through our travels. So we're all about sharing the benefits and sharing our passion of yoga which really over the years led to the writing of the book, Everything Matters. And when we look back on our journey through yoga and how we redesigned ourselves, it was a series of events and a series of practices and so forth through yoga, meditation, mindfulness that brought us to where we are today. And we feel that 
there might be some benefit, even if it's only to one person out there that could um, perhaps read the book or get to know us and maybe take a class or something or a workshop or a weekend immersion. We also lead, lead retreats as well, both domestically and overseas. So the main thing is yogawithdennisandkathy.com. That's how to find us. <laughs> Well, it's great information, and I thank you both so much for coming on today because a lot of people have questions, and they just don't know, you know, whether they should look it up on the Internet, what about the different types, which kind of class should I try if I'm somebody new to the practice and I don't know really anything about it. So you both have cleared it up, and and so beautifully besides which, and I imagine that taking one of your classes or seminars would be a very enlightening experience. So, um, and I can tell you from my sister, you've certainly definitely changed her life and the way that she looks at things. So thanks again for that too, because you know it's a lot more fun when she's happy like that. So thank you so well, much when, for being... Wendy's an awesome person. Yeah, she's my sister. No, just kidding, sis. No, it's great. And thank you again so much for being with us today. You're listening to Life's Too Short, and you know so am I at 4 foot 10. You can hear these shows on TuneIn and iTunes and iHeart and Stitcher and Google Play, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and stay well.